there are green spaces across the city and across the country, but children may not be able to get to those places safely without getting in a car or without an adult taking them. So doing something just on the doorstep is so much easier and has all those extra added benefits as well. Hello and welcome to the Practical Democracy podcast by Delib. My name is Sabina Groven and I'll be speaking with some great movers and shakers who are working to make practical change today. Did you play outside your house as a child? Today, children in the UK are much less likely to be able to play outside than their parents. It's just not safe. This is something today's guest is on a mission to change. I'm Kate, um, Kate Staniforth, and I am the Bristol Play Streets Activator for Playing Out. Playing Out developed the idea of Play Streets, giving children a safe space to temporarily play on their doorstep. Firstly, Kate will tell you how it all started. So Playing Out is an organisation that started back in 2009 um, and it was started by two mums who lived opposite each other in Bristol um, and they just found that their children didn't have the same freedoms that they had growing up and they wanted to create a safe space outside their house to see if the children could play out safely right on their doorstep and so They applied to the council to shut their road for just a few hours after school and the results were just amazing and the children just played out really happily for a few hours and from that one session the idea just grew and it spread across Bristol and then um, a year or so later they set up an organisation which meant that um, people across Bristol could apply to the council to regularly shut their roads for play. Um, And now the organisation supports residents across the UK that want to shut their road for playing out sessions. So how does it work then? How can you do playing out? Um, So in Bristol, um, Bristol City Council worked with playing out to create a specific bit of legislation which was unique, um, and it's called a temporary play street order. So in Bristol, you are allowed to apply to the council to shut your road for up to three hours every week. Um, That seems like a lot, um, but most streets sort of choose to do it once a month or once every few months. It's entirely up to the street to decide what works for the residents there. So if someone on the street wants to do it, they just speak to their neighbours, first of all, um, and see what would work, how often they want to do it, and you get people involved on your street. And then you just let everybody know that you're going to do it, apply to the council, um, and then you can hold the regular street play sessions. Generally, on a playing out session, the difference between sort of a play street and a street party is that during play street sessions, residents still have access to the road. So that means that it can happen more regularly. Um, So the way that it practically works um, on the day is that you will have residents who act as volunteer stewards and they stand at the road closure points with high-vis jackets on and a road clothes sign and some cones. And then they shut the road for a few hours, let the children play out. But if a car, 
if a resident does need to leave or a car needs to come in, then the stewards blow the whistle, they clear the children off the road and they steward the car in safely. So it's about creating a safe space just for a few hours, you know, where everybody's welcome to just play and and get involved. Um, But also, you know, cars are still able to have access. It just means it is able to happen more regularly because you're not really disrupting the road. You're just creating a space for children to play safely. So you're just making it safe for a few hours um, so that the children have got the the space to, to play. Kate got involved with playing out 10 years ago and she hasn't looked back since. Um, so we actually did playing out on my street back in about 2012, 2013. We were the 50th street in Bristol um, to do it. So we got quite a lot of attention. It was very exciting. Um, and we ran playing out sessions really regularly on my street. So we used to shut the road after school on a Friday um, about four o'clock. We'd just come home from school, shut the road until about six o'clock. And we used to do it during the summer every single week. So it was a lovely way to just start the weekend. And then in the winter, we would maybe do it sort of once a month, depending what the weather was like, depending on how many stewards and volunteers we had to shut the road. But we did it for a couple of years on my street and I just, oh, the benefits were just brilliant. You know, there was just so many positives that came out of it um, that I then just started helping other streets in my area that wanted to do it. So if there was a neighbour that wanted to do it, I would help them and go to their first session. Um, And then over the years, I've sort of done various bits of work for playing out, so supporting residents across the city that want to do it. I wanted Kate to say a bit more about how she experienced bringing the community together for a play street. It was brilliant for my street. It just meant that um, I got, you know, I got to know much, many more people on my street. And also my daughter got to know other children on the street and other adults. So it definitely created like a sense of community on our street and also a sense of neighbourliness. I felt much safer then as my daughter got older, letting her out to ride her bike on the street on her own because she knew other people on the street. They knew her. Um, It also meant that we sort of came together when COVID hit. We already had people's email addresses and people's phone numbers. So we were able to form one of those WhatsApp groups immediately um, and just already had that connection with people because we're so used to being inside, you know, just stepping outside and speaking to other people on your street is just so powerful. What would Kate say to someone who wants to get started and get their street ready for playing out? Yeah, well, we sort of say to people that you don't actually need to provide very much for children to play. They just need a safe space. Um, so my daughter learned to scoot and ride her bike on the street. Um, we've, we, whenever um, we support a street in Bristol um, to start playing out, we provide them with a kit bag, which has got a skipping rope in and some um, pavement chalk. And that's a big hit, you know, sort of children playing hopscotch or just drawing a really long line. There's always someone that wants to just draw a really long line. Um, skipping it's just really giving children the opportunity to to play and to discover and they learn so much 
you know, not only physically, but also socially. So there would be children playing with different age groups and, um, you know, the older ones teaching the younger ones how to do things. So, yeah, you ju- it's just really about providing that space and the children, they just know what to do. You know, there are green spaces across the city and across the country, but children may not be able to get to those places safely without getting in a car or without an adult taking them. So doing something just on the doorstep is so much easier and has all those extra added benefits as well. The initiative has grown and become popular in the UK. So what can Kate tell us about playing out across the country? The idea started in Bristol and it was Bristol City Council that came up with the temporary play street order. Um, And then now it has actually grown across the country and there are over 90 councils across the country which have either a play street policy or support play streets. Um, Sometimes you might have to apply through a street party application form. Um, Some councils have got designated, you know, play street application forms. Um, But we support councils and also if there's a an individual in an area um, that wants to get it going, then we can support them to give them all the information they need to help, you know, grow that idea with the council. And it's really about getting councils on board to see the benefits of this. Um, And if they are able to put the support and the policies in place, then, you know, it's just such a positive, positive thing for everybody. Um, So it really is, you know, about councils recognising that this is a really simple thing that they can do and that will basically run itself as well. Um, But there are, yeah, we've had over 1,300 communities that are regularly playing out and there's really big hubs of it across across the country. Playing out has a lot of benefits and a supportive council helping to facilitate has been vital. You know, it's like recognising... The, the positives and actually play play streets really does tick a lot of boxes for councils so you know it builds neighborliness it builds active citizens you know as a result of doing it on our street I then felt way more empowered to make a change where I lived I joined a local park group you know I instigated um litter pits and things like that around where I lived so it really did give me a much more sense of belonging and so I think it's just you know that there has to be that process in place from the council to be supportive because yeah otherwise you feel like you're sort of bashing against a a shut door you know um so having policies in place like we saw over the jubilee weekend you know um there was actually a letter from michael gove to all councils saying to make the application for street parties free and to make it you know really easy for council for um citizens to apply um and actually we sort of need that i think for more things for so that citizens can take you know take some power and and make those changes where they live. Um, So there really needs to be that buy-in from councils. What happened to playing out during the COVID lockdowns? What we've actually found that since COVID happened, a lot of streets have got sort of WhatsApp groups. And so it is actually, you know, one of the one of the benefits was that neighbours did talk to each other and there were these little support networks that got set up. So in that respect, some streets, it is easier to have those first conversations. Um, 
but it is a scary thing doing that and being the first person on your street to sort of go and knock on somebody else's door is is daunting I always say if you're going to do that just take the children with you (laughs) and get them to do the door knocking um you know because it it is a it's an intimidating thing to do if you've never done anything like that before I think it was just really hard for children over that time um but what we were heartened with is that you know the roads were a bit quieter and a lot of um people were sort of reclaiming the space for play um so children were riding their bikes more I've heard lots of stories of children that got far more confident riding on the roads during lockdowns because it was just quieter um so it did give children the opportunity you know if you had yeah if you if you were able to to you know get out and be on the street I mean our street my daughter did play on the street during lockdown she rode her bike up and down we did far more bike rides because it felt safer um and also play streets that had been happening for a long time, as I said, with ours, were able to come together as a community and support each other, but just not sort of in a in an official capacity, I guess. Do people tend to oppose to play streets? How was the response for Kate when she initiated one in her area? And what would she say to someone who wants to get started but are worried about resistance? I was lucky on my street. We had two emails. Um, when I said that I was applying and they were both really supportive but people do experience that and very often it's sort of it's the fear of the unknown I think and people don't really they don't really know what to expect I think they think that there's going to be you know loads of children you know causing havoc on the street and actually it's usually a few toddlers going up and down on a on a scooter so we've got loads of videos on our website which just really clearly shows what a play street looks like um and then very often people can sort of see okay you know it's it's just like a normal day but actually there are more parents out usually um and also we do say that parents are still responsible for their children so it's not a you know a free-for-all there are parents out there supervising um but another angle that I always sort of say to people if anybody does get any resistance is just to say did you play out when you were younger you know because most people that grew up in the 60s the 70s the 80s did have these freedoms that our children now don't have um and it's just sort of you know, getting people to think of it in a slightly different way. Kate has mentioned the way play streets created connections across streets. So I wanted her to talk a bit more about the positive sides they've seen to playing out. I think one of the main things is just people getting to know their neighbours. And, you know, like you said, living in a city or, you know, we're also helping people in different settings. So not just a traditional street. So we've done some work um in sort of estate settings and tower blocks and it's just a way of people getting to know each other and once you start doing that you know other things grow from it so I know of one street where as a result of playing out sessions they have Friday drinks and they all sit outside on their driveway um and you know and start the weekend like that it's also sort of spurred babysitting rings and things like that so people share share babysitting um But I think really one of the main benefits is giving children confidence on their street. So 
Um, especially, you know, like with my daughter, I think if we hadn't have done playing out, I don't think she would have been as confident going out into the world as she is. Um, you know, she's 12 now and she's happy walking back from school or cycling to see a friend or getting on the bus somewhere. And I think it that really starts on your street. Um, and so giving children a bit of independence and that space where they live in a safe space means that when they get older, they have, you know, more confidence going forward. So I think that's been one of the, the main benefits for me. But speaking to other people, it's just about, you know, feeling connected to other people right where you live. And also, it's not just, you know, not just for people with children. I met people on our street that didn't have children and they'd you know if they were walking their dog they'd come and have a little chat and um you know it was just a way of bringing everybody together not just those people with children so yeah I think the benefits of knowing your neighbors are are huge aren't they so myself and a neighbor set up a park group to raise funds and to just make our little park that was down the road you know just nicer <laughs> um, but that was as a result of feeling you know like you could do something where you lived and and make a bit of a difference. Playing out are not just helping residents they have resources for councils too. Yeah and um, and, you know and very often where a council has taken on a play street policy or has set up a process for people to apply that's because there's been one or two people in that area that have said I really want this to happen and you know then we can help them with that process and we've got on our website we sort of got toolkits for councils which show them you know frequently asked questions and you know how it works in different areas so we've got lots and lots of information for councils and for residents who want to get it started where they live and our website is www.playingout.net and there is literally everything you need on there. Um, but a lovely thing is there's lots of videos that take you through the process. And also we've got stories from people across the country and also in different settings sort of sharing their stories and the, the positive outcomes that they've had. If I'm organising my first playing out session, how would Kate recommend reaching out to my neighbours and get them on board? Well, as part of the application process, you need to let all of the residents know that you are applying. Um, and so you can sort of send out Well, we sort of suggest that as well as sending a formal letter, you send a nice sort of covering letter just saying, you know, it's open to everyone. Um, but very often people will sort of just bring out a cup of tea or have a piece of cake. Um, I think there's much power in cake. And actually just saying, you know, if a few people would like to bake a cake, that would be brilliant. And um, and that's, you know, that's sometimes a draw for older older residents or people that don't have children. Um, and the other thing is to just encourage people to just bring a chair out and just, you know, sit outside and just have a chat. One of my favourite stories from attending a first Play Street session um, was a street where there was a guy who was in his 90s and he'd lived there his whole life. And he came out on the first Play Street session in a suit. He'd been totally waiting for it and just sat down and spent the whole session speaking to one of his neighbours and telling them all stories about the street. And it's just lovely because he wouldn't have got out the house otherwise on that day. And he got to know his neighbours. They got to know him, you know, and so they were able to then keep an eye on him and support him and 
you know, it's just a way of bringing people together for a few hours. It just, it was just, it was like one of those moments where I just thought, oh, you know, this is what, this is why we do it because it just brought him out and you could just see that he was just so happy. And also he was saying, you know, when he was younger, his children played out on the street. So, you know, it's not that long ago that things like that used to happen all the time. Um, But all of a sudden it just doesn't, you know, there isn't, there aren't children out playing as as often and as independently as as we were when we were younger. And and also, you know, like they're just learning, aren't they? I think that, you know, we can't underestimate how important it is for kids to play. And they've really, over the past few years, you know, they've really missed out on that, especially, you know, children that don't have an outdoor space or that don't have many siblings or don't have many friends living close to them. You know, they were out of school for, you know, a a big chunk of time and so they have really missed out on playing and it's so important because you know they learn physically how to do things but also like we said earlier you know socially and learning how to interact with different age groups and um you know how to deal with conflict and you know you learn I learned all of that from just playing out when I was younger um and I just think children need more space to be able to explore that you know um children's play times at school are a lot shorter than they used to be you know they're very often ferried from place to place by a car and so just giving them the space and the freedom I think is just so important for their development and their well-being as well I just think that play is sort of really underestimated you know and, and undervalued as well um yeah I'd like there to be a play minister. I think there should be someone in charge of play. <laughs> but we're hoping that, you know, there was an awful lot of um, street parties over the Jubilee weekend. There were 75 in Bristol. Um, so we're hoping that, you know, that will have brought communities together. And then as a result of that, people think, oh, we could do it more regularly and um, and sort of more informally going forward. So, you know, we found on... On my street, we sort of held, there was a, a travelling harpist going around Bristol and we arranged for her to come one day. Um, and we also had like a theatre performance that came and did a performance on our street. And I think that's as a result of us being a community already, you know, and for the, I think there was a VE day or something like that. We did all, you know, gather outside and had a cup of tea all together. So there were opportunities during the pandemic to come together on the street. Very often I go and support um, residents on their first session. Um, so I think sometimes, even if you have a really confident resident there, um, people are still a little bit nervous about shutting the street um, and also the logistics of how the stewarding works. So it's very helpful, I think, sometimes for someone that's done it before to just say, this is how it's going to work. And also just being quite, sort of matter of fact about it I think is important so um to you know to give people the confidence to say to a driver okay we're just going to clear the road and then we'll walk the car in if you just follow me down it's just showing them that you have to you know have a bit of authority when you're doing that so I'm there to just provide that authority and provide that support and give them the confidence to do it um 
So that's one of the best bits of my job is going to people's first sessions. Um, but we do, I do support if there's a street which maybe needs a little bit more support, I can go along more regularly um, and offer my services and just and just be on hand to to act as a steward for the sessions. I'd say that the benefits are just huge and you know the first thing that you can do to to start the process is just step outside your front door and that might be just hanging outside your front door with a cup of tea and just talking to a neighbor um just you know we've got a whole section on our website which is like easy and effortless things to do to just start speaking to neighbors you know um very often it's just those first few conversations that just spark a bit of interest in people um, and then also just to know that there's lots of support from us. So whether you're in Bristol or whether you're across the country, um, we can help point you in the right direction and support you on your playing out journey. There we have it. Thank you so much to Kate Staniforth for joining the podcast. It was really great to hear how playing out are working. If you want to know more, you can find them on Twitter at playingout or visit playingout.net. Thank you very much for listening. Should you wish to contact us, you can tweet us at thelibthinks or email info at thelib.net. This episode is hosted, edited and produced for The Lib by me, Sabine McRoven. Our creative director is Tiffany Maddox. I will be back next month with another episode. Until then, you can visit newsroom.thelib.net for great content on people making practical change, improving democracy.